1: Hello, everybody! Oh my gosh! Welcome to Roaring Twenties podcast. It's a new intro. <laughs> new intro. I'm always surprised by how this episode starts, how the first two minutes are. It's always going to be a surprise. And it's beautiful. I kind of love it.
0: Don't you like? It? It's not mundane. Living on the edge. You know, you got to keep it. You keep me on my keep toes. Fresh, spicy, and fun. <laughs> I
1: love someone who keeps me on my toes. I
0: don't think that that was like my best.
1: I didn't even know it was coming, I, so I was I surprised. Didn't, I didn't
0: either. So I'm <laughs> maybe next time I'll prepare.
1: Okay, that works. A better intro. Yeah, maybe you could like bring an orchestra
0: yeah yeah i'm i'm planning on that actually. okay amazing. so everyone don't lion. don't judge that one that one definitely wasn't my best but like i'm gonna be coming in hot with some new ideas okay now you set that expectation and we're all gonna be waiting. <laughs> next week i'm gonna come in here with like a four-piece string band wait oh. not a string band what's it called a four-piece string quartet oh
1: and, and they're gonna they're gonna play it would you play in elementary school? Would you play
0: violin for one Me year? Me, too,
1: for a short amount of time. Mr. Wormy, do you know Mr. Wormy? <laughs> Mr. Wormy, yes. And then the sponge, remember? You yes, had a sponge? the sponge. I was, but remember, you had to
0: buy a sponge if you lost your sponge from our <laughs> orchestra teacher. She made you pay like a dollar. Ugh. Girl, I'm in the fourth grade. I don't have I don't a have dollar. dollar. I don't have a dollar now.
1: <laughs> Retweet. Retweet, and that really brings us to our episode. <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah, we are going to be talking about that. First, we should probably start off with Pride and Pickle.
0: Okay. Are you ready?
1: I'm ready. It's coming.
0: It's time for Pride and Pickle!
1: Amazing. Thank the you. best part about Pride and Pickle <laughs> that people can't see is your facial expressions, how you really place your mouth a certain distance away from the mic like, depending on what words you're saying. Right, well, I don't want to overwhelm them. For sure. And and your face, it's beautiful. It's the best part. I'm committed to that.
0: <laughs> the intro I'm not committed to. That's Pride okay. and Pickle, it's commit. in. Commit Committed. Ted.
1: Love. <laughs> well, starting off with pride. Kick it off. Kick it off. So, my pride. Oh, wait,
0: wait. We forgot to say that we have a very special guest joining us today. <laughs>
1: I literally had no idea what you were talking about. It's Brenda's dog, Muffin. It's Muffin. She's here sitting on the couch to the point where I literally had no idea she was here because she's so quiet. She's being so good. She's so good. Um, So my pride is going to be that I am in a show right now and I really have been stepping out of my comfort zone. I normally, if I'm ever in a show, I like always play a very, very simple character and again i find there's so much realness to those characters i'm not like judging that and i do enjoy playing them but i'm playing a role that's way more silly way more like just out there and i'm having so much fun with it and i'm really committing to it and that's huge for me because i'm very scared of being like embarrassed on stage or people like judging my talent off of that but yeah i'm really committing so i'm proud of myself for doing that Mm -hmm. and my pickle oh i'm gonna do it a pickle from the fourth grade (laughs) that's not the way this works i know but i just i wanted to share this anecdote a pickle from the fourth grade i know you're still carrying that pickle with you no no i'm not i just think it's funny kind of okay um in the fourth grade i had a very serious boyfriend and um i was just like reflecting i was talking to Lindsay at work and we were telling each other our life stories and we were going through every single grade like every single grade and then i remembered Well, I guess it's a relevant pickle because I talked to Lindsay about it recently, which is why it came up. But that great, great human being. But he, when he broke up with me, he sent me the song through AIM, Instant Messenger. He sent me the song Say Goodbye by Chris Brown and told me to listen to it and to watch the video simultaneously. Oh my God, what a strategic (laughs) breakup for the fourth grade. I know. And I was like, wait, so are you breaking up with me? And he was like, yeah. And, And that was it. But I just i don't know i was just so intrigued by his his level of creativity Wait, so he didn't
0: say i'm breaking up with you
1: and here's a song to go along with no, that no, he just sent he said i need you really need to listen to this and watch the video oh my god <laughs> no and he's truly to this day a very very good human being truly. that's fucked up <laughs> no that's no
0: we like imagine if you got a message now from someone being like listen to this video and it was a breakup
1: it's so funny because i was like hold on let me look up the lyrics at the same time and it was just like it's so funny because everyone i'm luckily still friends with so many people i was friends with at that time some lifelong friends and every time if that song comes up it's like boom we all know we all know what it reminds us oh of and it's a good song wow it's catchy
0: i hope that no one gets broken up like that <laughs> Out there, I so long <laughs> in your twenties. It's not okay to get broken up like that in, in your twenties. Maybe in, in, in your nine, in your n- ninth year, <laughs> in your ninth year of life. Not in your twenties. Yep. Okay. So if so anyone just... breaks up with you like that, you let me know.
1: You let her know, and you let me know because I've been there, girl. I get it. It's really hard. <laughs> I've, been I've been there. I get you. I know it's a really difficult way to be broken up with because you have so many questions. You know what? What what is there beyond the lyrics of the song? You what did know? you say? <laughs> what did you say back? I cried hysterically. But did you
0: did you t- say something? Did you say why, why well, did you break up with me like that?
1: Well, here's the thing, Julia. If you watch the video simultaneously like requested, you would see that in the video he's dancing with another girl. Oh. So he so likes double else. whammy. He was in love with someone else oh my and he God. wanted to be fair to me and let me know in the 4th grade and that's all right wow. that's all right so that I is the why I think you wife. deserved a little more than a song <laughs> I really appreciate that
0: CM I think he knows that
1: <laughs> but now it's too far gone I'm um, eight years in. Eight years till forever. All right. This has got to go. You're Your going to be the one that Your got away. <laughs> this is yes, possible. I am the one that got away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just getting Great human, great human. Great human,
0: great human. Um, My pride this week was that I got a fun job. Whoa. Um, I can't see what it is because I signed an NDA. But yeah, she um, did. it's really not that big a deal. But it was good because, you know, they pay me and money is good. Money is but good. But the real good thing about it was that. I was nervous going in because I always get nervous before a new job because it's a whole new group of people that I've never met before and it's it's always a little nerve-wracking meeting a whole new group especially when you're there to provide the talent and my head is always like, well, even though they like my audition when I get there, they're going to be like, mm, we we fucked we up not it. you, not you. <laughs> so there's always that fear of that you're going to get there and they're going to be like, eh, actually No, thanks. (laughs) Um, Which I'm sure BB people on dating apps can relate to because like they swiped yes. But then when you get there, they might be like, oh, no. Ah, Oh, that's interesting. Right? I feel like that's probably what it's like. So yeah. Uh. So I always have that feeling. But I went there and they were very nice people and the job went really, really well. And they were very complimentary. So I left feeling great, even though I was very nervous going in. But so that was my pride. And my pickle was that this week and like the past couple weeks, I've been really bad about keeping the little promises that I make to myself. And I'm really intentional about keeping those promises that I've made to myself, even though they're small, like when it comes to like morning routine stuff or like stuff throughout the day. Because I've said it before, but Ed Milet, he's a podcaster that I listen to. And he, I'm sure I said on the podcast before, but he believes that confidence comes from keeping promises that you've made to yourself and Mm. I totally agree like how can you how can you trust in yourself if you can't even keep the little promises that you've told yourself that you're gonna do like if you tell yourself you're gonna get up every day and you know brush your teeth and you don't brush your teeth every day you're gonna be like well I don't trust myself therefore I'm not confident in myself but if you get up every day and you brush your teeth because you told yourself you were gonna brush your teeth then like it builds confidence and I really have felt that in both ways that when Mm -hmm. I do keep those promises I do feel more confident and when I don't I do feel a little less trusting in myself yeah so not with all of them but just with some of them I've been really bad about keeping my promises and I mean, it's okay. We all no one's perfect. Like you're mm-hmm. not going to be able to keep all your promises to yourself all of the time. Yeah. Just cuz it's hard. I feel like I've fallen off the wagon a little bit more than I would like to. So, here is the out loud reminder to myself to try to try to keep those promises a little better and maybe I'll start with one mm-hmm. and then build my way up.
1: Yeah, I actually I think that's a huge thing that that people deal with and the reason for that is I feel like we're constantly making promises to ourselves and I feel like for you the being frustrated with that it makes a lot of sense right because we all do it but I think there's this like fine line between not that you're doing this but between beating ourselves up like endlessly for not keeping totally. those promises and then and this isn't really you right now but and then continuing to perpetuate that mm-hmm. or finding a different way to hold ourselves accountable mm-hmm. for those little things. Because yeah. I feel the same way with myself in certain workouts. Like, granted, there's a difference between being in a season of like less intense exercise right. or just consciously ignoring that like, oh, you know what? This does make me feel that mm-hmm. I don't really feel like I'm in the mood to do that. And, you know, I had a friend who was talking to me. I don't want to like out anyone <laughs> in case they're not comfortable with it being shared. But this morning I was talking to a friend of ours and she was saying that she was really, really frustrated with herself for not. waking up at the time she told herself that she would she really holds it it's very difficult for her to wake up Mm -hmm. early in the mornings and and get things done she gets a little bit of a later start granted she goes to bed a lot later too and doesn't get enough rest all the time but she was saying to me i really don't know how i'm going to change my focus and not spend the rest of this the day focusing on the fact that I didn't do what I told myself I was gonna do and how I'm gonna get out of this rut and maybe for some people it feels easier said than done but for a lot a lot of times it's really hard when mm-hmm. you are very hard on yourself yeah. to let go of what you didn't do and instead focus on what you can do yeah I, I think that's probably something people are really struggling with too
0: totally and it, it's sometimes it's something so little and so silly. Yeah. like for example like this is gonna sound so dumb but like one of my promises that I tell myself I'm gonna keep is that I'm gonna wear my retainers to bed and I'm literally not wear my retainers to bed in like three months like it's so stupid because it is such a simple task to put my retainer in before I go to sleep and I just haven't done it because it's a little uncomfortable and so I don't beat myself up really about it, but like it's one of those things that's just like, oh come on, Jules. Like you could have worn the retainer to bed. Like for sure. It would have been uncomfortable for five minutes and then you would have fallen asleep and you would have been happier three months later now because like your teeth won't shift. You know, so even when it's something like so small, and I agree it's important to not like beat ourselves mm-hmm. up, but it is also frustrating when something is something is so simple and do- takes so little time, but we come up against Resistance and resistance is so easy to give into
1: totally and i can I can really relate because for me, for example, the morning routine thing is also important, and we talk about like morning routines a lot of the most successful people have morning routine blah 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 blah, but beyond that, like I know when I start my day off in a certain way with you know all with certain steps, whether it's gratitude in the morning, listening to a meditation, even if I can't feel a hundred percent focused when I start my day off without reading the daily stoic like all these things that we've implemented into our days you just feel so good because you know you're doing what you said you would do right and that goes with like things like workouts too and you know you're not a bad person for not working out but when you say hey I want to do this and then you don't it depends on the approach right there are moments when it becomes dangerous and when there's a fine line of associating exercise with your worth like that of course is a slippery slope but that's not that way for everyone for some people it's like oh man I told myself I was gonna do that and I didn't that's Mm. a little a little frustrating because there's there is something so powerful about being like you know what I told myself I would do this look at me Doing this not mm-hmm. because I feel like I have to, not because people tell me I should, but this makes me feel good, and I'm choosing to show right. up for myself. And it does; it
0: builds that confidence because yes. it's like, you know, I can rely on me, even if I yes. can't rely on anyone else, or even if I can't control the things mm-hmm. around me. I can control the promises I keep to myself. Yes. And when you do those things, and you do keep those promises, you do feel good. You feel so
1: good. And that's what's saying like this has nothing to do with like external validation. This is solely within yourself. Oh like, yeah. Nobody no in my life know if would I wear my retainer. Or not.
0: Exactly. Like. Chris, so i know because so he's sleeping there but like yeah.
1: he, he doesn't know that i told myself i'm for gonna sure. wear it like no
0: one is gonna know mm-hmm. other than me
1: yeah but it makes such a difference yeah. so i think it, it's so interesting finding that line between doing the things you say you're gonna do and not beating yourself up for not doing them but finding right. more strategic ways to quote unquote make sure you do the things to show up for yourself mm-hmm. with the right intention yeah without like breaking yourself down and that goes in combination of the thing we talked about with our friend and with
0: absolutely and you you, of course you should be easy on yourself because like life is fucking hard and 20s is fucking hard and but I've had this conversation with like so many other people Mm -hmm. and this is kind of going to bleed into what our topic is going to be like especially for someone like me who doesn't have a place to show up to nine to five every because I'm a fr- because my job requires me to be f- a freelance person setting the things that I can set for my day mm-hmm. and establishing the promises that I am going to keep to myself for the day is so huge for me personally because yeah I am the only one that can hold me accountable I don't have a boss that's gonna fire totally. me if I don't show up to work or if I don't get this this and this done I'm the only person I'm my boss so especially for someone like me who mm-hmm. whose bosses themselves keeping those promises to yourself is so vital for feeling productive. Yeah, like you're doing. You know, even if it's like really small things. Absolutely. That really aren't that productive. It feels like, okay, you're working towards something. You're being productive. You're keeping your promises. Because I know, and I've had this conversation with other friends of ours who are also their own bosses. If you don't have those things, you can kind of feel like you're spiraling. Especially if you have people around you that do have someone to hold them accountable. Yeah,
1: and I think that also goes for people um in a typical nine to five or whatever a lot of times if your passion isn't your work like I'll tell you for myself I go to work I'm very blessed to have a job that pays me money but I will this isn't a secret I'm it's not my my passion so for me although I can go into work every day and I can get stuff done for work I don't actually see it as an accomplishment Mm -hmm because i guess it's not fu- like doesn't fill that like mm-hmm. fulfillment thing. So interestingly enough for me as well. And this might not be for everyone, but for me as well, like my little promises almost hold an extra value as well mm-hmm. because i'm like, well, this doesn't really fill right. those things, but it makes such a difference. I don't know. In, in every aspect because you I don't know, even even in like self-care ways, I'm like, huh well, I said I was gonna start my day off with gratitude this day. Oh man, it's still so dark out. I, I want to get a few more minutes of sleep mm-hmm. and it like feels crummy. yeah. and what you were saying before about yes, being easy on yourself, I totally agree. I am all about give yourself all the grace. but more recently, I feel like I especially when you're dealing with mental health, when you're dealing with mental health, you are said to give yourself all of the love and care in the world as you should and approach everything with self-love but i feel like now i'm back in a season where i can incorporate more grit Mm -hmm. and and incorporate more layers of accountability as opposed to solely giving myself so much grace i hope that makes sense more so like combining it them it totally does so that I think it's also listening and
0: being honest with yourself about where you're at because mm-hmm. there are going to be seasons of where you do have to give yourself that grace mm-hmm. and there are going to be seasons of like okay I know that I can push a little harder yes in this time exactly in my life. and, and it being realistic but it's being realistic and it's being self-aware and I mean that in itself is hard to do yes but I think that sometimes there's going to be points in your life where you have to just be easy on yourself yes. and let yourself break those promises and then other Mm -hmm. times where you're going to have to be like yes it's uncomfortable yes it's hard but I need to push myself a little bit exactly
1: and I think there's such a difference and it's so important to be aware of when each of those times are totally and even as something as simple as waking up early like oh man this is whatever I'm going through something my body needs the rest blah 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 or then you know what I really want to work out in the mornings before work because I know when I get home I'm not going to want to let me just do it let me just show up for myself I'm going to feel so good and make sure I get a good night's rest like I feel like there are so many ways to compromise all that but now that we (laughs) well I think that
0: that. I think that this conversation is going to come right back around in in a minute because I think it really pertains to what we're talking about today uh, which is is post-grad and post-grad struggles and post-grad feelings um, or even if you didn't go to college, just like early 20s mm-hmm. uh, being on your own kind of feelings. Yeah. And we're going to be just, we're going to do something a little different today mm. because we wanted to talk about this topic because we actually got a question written in to us about this topic. So instead of doing our question at the end of the episode like we usually do, we're going to do our question at the beginning of the episode because I think it's going to take us an entire episode plus I agree. more to answer it because it's such a deep topic that you and I personally are really
1: really going through right now so you want to read what the question was bud yeah um so we'll start off with the little compliment that it comes with <laughs> I'm so excited for this podcast I just listened to the ep- the first episode I thought it was great with a lot of exclamation points question for next Monday what's your number one tip for people that are recent graduates and are struggling with their first year out of college yeah hello hello <laughs> well you're two years are you, you're two years out and I'm
0: two and a uh, half. Oh, no. You're one so. and a half and I'm like three and two and a half.
1: Yeah. One and a half and two and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty new. Pretty new. Absolutely. I think the initial like getting out of college like summer doesn't really feel like much because you always have a summer yeah Yeah. and you're like used to having a summer off i think when things start to and i mean i don't know some people get their jobs right away we'll go into this but um some people have jobs lined up right away some people choose to take the summer off do some traveling or maybe some extended time off but i think when stuff starts to feel more real is like come september Mm -hmm. after post-grad um after postgrad, <laughs> oops <laughs> not English um because people start going back to school that you knew that were younger than you mm-hmm. you're used to going back to school in that time mm-hmm. um whatever activities you were in people start posting right so then it's like oh wow I'm really not going back to school mm-hmm. um and I think it's just so tricky I know we're we have an episode on living arrangements in general but just like going from if you did stay at school um to living back home or moving out being on your own whatever it is just a living situation in general is different but I think the focus of what we're doing is probably jobs right so right. well
0: I mean it's such a multi-layered thing like it's uh all of a sudden you know your living situation is different your vocation is different because you are a student and now you're in a, pro- a professional mm-hmm. um or trying to be your relationships are different because of your proximity to people like they are so it's so multi-layered and I think that it's different for everyone because some people you know some people come out with a job some people don't some people are living the same place that they lived in college some people are moving back home like like you said before but what I think is is really different for everybody is that for your entire life until this point of graduation from college or for maybe for someone it's graduation from high school up until that point you were a student that's all you ever knew you were a student unless you know unless you're the rare person that unless you're like one of those rare people that were you know a child actor or working it's rare most people up until this point, you were a student and that's what you were. And it
1: was a huge part of your identity. Yeah. So it's like an entire identity. Right. Shift. And you
0: you had a time to get up every day. You had a place to report to every day. You had things to do when you got home. Maybe you had extracurriculars, which were even more things holding you accountable. Maybe you had parents telling you, you know, to get your shit done. Yeah and maybe or maybe when you were right at school you had friends around you also getting their shit done Mm -hmm. but it's like you were you always had something that was holding you accountable yeah and all of a sudden even if you have a job right out of school that's Mm. shocking to the system and and
1: your day-to-day is just so different whether your schedule is different i know a lot of people for example let's say become nurses and sometimes go on night shift like so many different things you have to adapt to your day-to-day especially if you have the opportunity to go to college is so different Mm -hmm. from from how it, it becomes once you are living either on your own or at home or whatever and and a job is is different like i know every job is different but i I personally don't really have homework, let's say, right? right? Like, I don't really need to take my work home with me, which I'm very fortunate in that aspect. Whereas for you, like, you do take my your work job home with you. Friends. Because, yeah, you're out. You're always doing stuff at home. You're always practicing for auditions, all the things. But I do believe um, a big part is there is a lot of shame surrounding not having your dream job out of school. And that's not to say that there are expectations that you should, but I think we just – I think our – our generation is really looked at as like having immediate expectations and like all this stuff. but I do really think that we we work hard, we do work hard and I think that we have expectations of ourselves, not like, oh, I deserve this now and yeah. I'm ready for it, but more so, you worked hard for X, y, and Z, and I know that's going to be a very like controversial thing that I'm saying, but I think it goes both ways. It can be seen either way, that is. And you when know, there is a lot of
0: pressure, I think, for people coming out of school, at least with our friends, and not having that that dream yeah. job right away, or feeling embarrassed about that where they begin, where like the starting entry level mm-hmm. point for and, attaining that is. I certainly felt that mm-hmm. post grad. I mean, you know, I mean, this is such a big question to answer, and I think like the best thing we could do is just kind of talk from our own experiences yeah. because we haven't so we, we haven't figured it alone. out. <laughs> we truly have not figured it out, and you're not alone at all. Um, but like for me, out of out of school. I, you know I'm an actor and like that first year out of school was really really mm-hmm. hard for me like I definitely was depressed for a period of mm-hmm. that time because for me personally like I went from this crazy rigorous schedule which I thrive in I'm the type of person that thrives off of being busy this crazy rigorous schedule that was basically in 8 a.m to midnight plus schedule every day all the time. And going from that and thriving in that to all of the sudden not having that mm-hmm. anymore and it being totally on me, even if I had obligations or even if I had, you know, an acting job here or there, um, I had I had gotten a day job, like that, you know, mm-hmm. also was not feeding me. And to have to go through that shift so abruptly mm-hmm. because you know you're a student for 20 years and then and especially if you're a really busy one and then all of a sudden you're not and like so that was really really hard for me
1: to deal 100%. with 100 and
0: it definitely sent me down a dark hole for a little while because I didn't know how to cope with that and I was grasping at anything I could to like try to make myself busy but it's hard when you don't when it's not just like a class to sign up for or like a rehearsal to go to because you have to and like yeah I got the day job I eventually the best thing was I did find communities you know I found a theater community that uh that gave me a place to be during the week I found classes to be in and you know and then you know my part-time job and also focusing on my real job like I had to find those things but that was really hard at first to find those things and to
1: want to find those things. Definitely I could not relate more and I think that most people who were in college can really relate to that too even if they it wasn't defined by extracurriculars maybe their social life everybody most people had a purpose of sorts that kept them busy throughout college whether it was homework social life all the things every extracurricular under the sun many people listening to and this even will, partying was partying, like a, yes, a was good enough
0: like that was good yes, enough to yes. keep you busy then but then once you graduate college it there's kind of like changes. this stigma of like either like you can't do that as much anymore or you're not really supposed to do that anymore or just the opportunity for
1: that is less mm. that that too is enough to be like what am i What's doing going on? yeah everything shifts and i remember just being so confused because we just had so much going on and then we didn't And I think it's something that really doesn't get talked about much is that like post-grad slump, Mm -hmm. you know, you, I remember feeling the same way. I'm like, well, what the heck? And I mentioned in our episode about mental health, like I was like, okay, well, what do I have to show for myself right now? I don't have my dream job. Mm -hmm. All these people may have had expectations or I had expectations of myself after college and I feel lost. What can I focus on? Oh, let me become as fit as can be. Like, you know what I mean? It's like I was also looking for anything that I could of course be fulfilled by but something that I could be good at or something that I could mm-hmm. I hate that it sounds like something I could show because it, it's not no, so but I think that, that that's but,
0: totally valid and that yeah. a lot of people feel that way and like for you and me we both didn't come out of college with our dream jobs Mm-mm. on Friday we do have our Sabrina from Queens she is on a radio show she's incredible but she talks a little bit about her experience mm-hmm. and some other fun stuff but she did get her dream job mm-hmm. right out of college and hearing her story about how she got to it was really interesting yeah but I think it's important to know like yes that happens for some people but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're totally fulfilled in all the aspects of your life like sure. just having your dream job doesn't mean that you have it all figured out post-grad either because mm-hmm. like there's still a thousand other things to figure out so and in many. our experience like that thing was not figured
1: out and it no. still is not figured out and that's okay like I I think also after college so much is is so different that you almost need that time to figure other things out. Like, I'm grateful. At this point, I said to my mom, I'm so grateful that I didn't end up landing these these jobs that I wanted right after college because I, I wouldn't have wanted the mental health stuff to come up later on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's so much that I – Personally, had to deal with that I wasn't aware of, and I'm so glad that it happened now. So I don't think there's anything. Everyone has their own timeline, and I hope we can make you feel less alone in that. Because after college, I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna work for the, U- the United Nations. I'm gonna get my master's. I remember my senior year, I literally could not be doing. I'm doing the opposite of what I said I would be doing. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna um, apply and hopefully be accepted into Columbia. Then I'm going to work for the United Nations and blah blah blah. blah. I'm not saying all of those things are are not possible or whatever, but they're not in my – right now, it's not – My vision of what I had before is no longer what it is right now. And that's okay. And it's been, yes, it's okay. And 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 I didn't think it was at first. You don't have to hold on to what you thought that was, Mm -hmm. your life was going to look like. Like, And when I did hold on to that and, and like shamed myself for it, oh my God, it, it like broke me. mm -hmm. And probably a lot of people could like deal with that too. I I feel like that comes up all the time. It's
0: like we say either to ourselves or out loud that we're going to be this person or do this thing and like your mind's allowed to change it is and there I totally understand that shame or embarrassment of like saying well actually I don't want to be that anymore Mm -hmm. you know and it's okay to let go of that it's okay and accept whoever the new person coming out is and go in the direction that your heart is telling you to go it's okay to let go of old old aspirations or old expectations and
1: I and I my current vision could change But I know that my current vision was influenced by everything I've experienced Mm -hmm. up until this point, Mm -hmm. even post-grad, that I would not have found if I had gone with my original vision. So I think you brought up a good point that we obviously go to college and we have a major, right? And- We have this expectation of, of course, you know, you go to school for something, you expect yourself to find a job in that field. But that's also not the case for everyone, meaning often you won't get a job in what you thought you wanted, whether it's because you changed that, a different opportunity came about, or I think there's shame sometimes around not doing what you set out to do in college. I know a lot of people actually who are pursuing acting who feel... One of our friends was talking to me the other day about feeling... Being a little confused and not knowing, but feeling a lot of shame around, well, I invested so much money and so much time mm-hmm. in my acting training mm-hmm. and I'm worried about what people are gonna say. And I asked her, I said, Well, if nobody else's opinion mattered, what would be right for you? Mm, I How love would that. you feel? Because that's a good question to ask yourself. Because I think there's a big difference between being like, No, I'm I am a performer, I want to pursue this. I'm just scared, of course, of all of the rejection that comes along with being a performer sometimes um or is it i love this but i don't know if i love this in the way that i want to pursue it as a career yep and i still want it to be in my life mm-hmm. but i'm worried about what people will think if i give up on this mm-hmm. and there's such a distinct difference And that goes for any any, yeah, job, any job or any passion mm-hmm. so i think it's tricky and i think at the end of the day that no one else is going to be making the money that you make nobody else is going to be living your day-to-day so no one else has to live your life but you so you better live it the way you want to live it Mm -hmm. and it's okay to not know i think that's why this what this time is for is to experiment you know i never would have thought right out of college that i would be where i am right now but you know what it's allowing me it's it's paying me money and it's allowing me to work on this project with you and to work on my own social media and to work on some other fun stuff and be creative and i don't know that i would have that headspace if i weren't in in this job right now you know absolutely so i really believe it is about exploring and that it's important for us to release any guilt shame or judgment towards ourselves Is so unproductive. Mm -hmm. And of course, it comes from somewhere. It stems from some sort of insecurity or fear that's important to explore, but it's not productive, you know? It's okay to not be happy with where you are. And that's not to say we should stay stuck in things we're unhappy with, but to more so identify, well, let's say you hate your job right now. Okay. Acknowledge the reality of that. Mm -hmm. Acknowledge that it's okay to hate your job. It's okay to be where you are, but And that you're not alone in that. Not at all. But what can you do to, where can you apply? What would make you even 1% happier than where you are right now? Right. What can fill certain right. buckets? And maybe it's, it's not, and maybe it doesn't have anything to do with
0: career. Even if like, even if the situation is you're not happy in your job, maybe you can pick up a hobby or, you know, cause maybe you need that job right now to pay your bills and that's fine and that's great and good for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but maybe it's picking up a hobby or maybe it's picking up, you know, a class or incorporating a meditation every day like like it could be literally a one percent thing Mm
1: -hmm. that can
0: make such a difference yeah and I think that that would be my biggest kind of advice for anybody that's struggling post-grad because I certainly do not have it figured out but but something that has helped me a lot is is setting up routine for myself that only I have influence over Mm -hmm. like getting up the same time every every day because I don't have to be you know most most people do have to be somewhere in the same time every day but I don't but like holding myself accountable to getting up the same time every day and incorporating little little things into my morning that give me peace or and or like going to a workout class once a week going to my acting class twice a week like just finding things in your life that you and only you have control over and incorporating those things and setting up some whatever routine for yourself because for me that was like the big turning point because post-grad I did not have that I showed up to my job when I needed to show up to it I was doing the things that I knew how to do to further my acting career and other than that I was really basically just doing those two things and then like being social but like there weren't things that I was doing for me there weren't things that were solely about me and my Mm well-being and figuring out that like I need that other than just like grinding, grinding, grinding towards this one thing and like showing Mm -hmm. up to this job to like make some money, that it was so important to put those things into place that I felt that I had control over and that made me feel some semblance of balance and worth. Absolutely. I think that is incredible advice because... And those things could be different for everybody. Like, you know, mine mine is like reading from my daily stoic every day and waking up at a certain time and like having my lemon water and
1: going to this workout class that I love once a week. But like it could be different for everybody definitely and i think taking time to reflect on those things you might not know right away no, i don't think it took me like two years to figure that yeah, out Yeah, like you didn't know the daily stoke until lauren talked about yeah. it hello skinny confidential <laughs> hello. Um, <laughs> but yeah i think there's so much that we learn through through trial and error and sometimes you're not gonna like things i know a lot of people struggle with meditation sometimes mm-hmm. like this is not for me i can never get into it that doesn't mean you shouldn't try because right. it, it like you, you, it'll get yeah. somewhere um but anyway and it's also okay to try things that you think might work for you and hate them and let go of them for sure like I know Chris is so sweet when I was really struggling with anxiety he got me some a yoga book a yoga mat like all Mm -hmm. these things to like helped me relax and I'm just like mm, I don't <laughs> love yoga like I didn't know that until I tried it but I realized that for me personally there are aspects of relaxation and meditation and yoga-esque things that I like but in terms of exercise yoga is not my favorite form of moving my body mm-hmm. and I only learned that through trial and error and at first I felt so ashamed of it because it's such like a, oh let's do yoga let's do, it's such like a mainstream thing But mm-hmm. I'm like you know what it's okay that it's not for me yeah. or, or that it's not my choice all the time that it's not my go-to so I I think also that goes for people who work in a in an office job or or whatever a nine to five that having some sort of thing that you can control maybe your job like your responsibilities your position right now maybe you can't control that you probably can't but finding things outside of that that you can control aspects Mm -hmm. of your routine I know something for me that I'm like Sometimes at work, if it's slower, let's say it's a slower time, I'm like, man, I could be dropping something off at the post office right now. I could be doing laundry, like all these things. So, and those are simple tasks, right? But other things like, oh man, I, I could be writing up a post for, you know, my my Instagram, I don't know, whatever it is. And I think it's important to also have things you can mm-hmm. control or at least that are fulfilling in the time that you're not at work, yeah. you know? So I think your advice was so good because it really like applies all around
0: I just think that at in a time of your life that for many people can feel like we have so little control and we feel maybe kind of you know grasping at straws to figure out how to gain that control or what it is that we want or how to set us ourselves off on the, the path that we are hoping to be on that just giving yourself little things that you can do every day that only you have control over can be life-changing i mean it was for me it really was no
1: i agree and i and i really believe that that it was for me as well and i think it can be for people and to be patient with yourself when trying to find those things totally. if you need like some sort of recommendations I know we've mentioned morning routine but I think that the way that you start your day can really make an impact mm-hmm. on setting the tone for your day and that's not to undermine that sometimes it's hard to get up early yeah. it's so hard to do those things but it doesn't have to be this crazy I feel like a lot of us can be very like extreme all or nothing so it doesn't have to be a two-hour long routine like yeah. if it's if it's like a 30-minute routine you can start Even small if it's five minutes yeah whatever Gives you a sense of consistency and, and yeah, keeping yeah, yeah. that little that's promise a good to yourself. Word,
0: consistency.
1: Yeah. Because I... Because I think that's what we lack a lot of times yes. after grad. Like,
0: where'd all my consistency go? Uh-huh. Like, I was used to going to class five days a week and then, like, partying or, like, mm-hmm. doing my homework. And, like, all of a sudden, that consistency, that routine is gone. Mm-hmm. And it's... Maybe you still have a routine that you have to apply to, but it's probably different. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you're, your routine now is going to your job, yeah. that's different than what it was for so many years and like For sure. that alone even if you love your job even if you are right where you want to be and you're happy and you you know and everything is right where you want it mm-hmm.
1: it's still different it's so different. And adjusting is adjusting. Yeah. And I think a big thing that comes along with post-grad is if you're struggling post-grad is the difficulty in keeping your self-belief high mm. and your worth high. And I think because we're comparing <laughs> yeah. ourselves so often to others and what they're doing or what we thought we would yeah. be Flashback doing. Flashback
0: to comparison episode. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Flashback. I... I think that's such a strong thing so I believe that it's possible instead of focusing on what you're not doing on what other people are doing to focus on continuing to cultivate your self-belief and self-worth despite everything that's going on yeah because i think that obviously what we what we believe i don't know why i said that so really obviously um but what we believe influences our behavior so if we're starting over time as we don't have our dream job as we're unfulfilled as we start comparing whatever and we're like oh man maybe i'm not capable of that it's like as time goes on if you continue telling yourself these negative things about yourself and your self-talk is negative all day long you're gonna believe it and then you're gonna lose all of the confidence right that you're worthy Mm -hmm. of all that stuff Mm -hmm. and I think that college sometimes gives you this sense of this like superwoman type like sense you know what I mean like oh I could do all the things at once and when you lose that you lose all of the example even though you've done it before you Mm -hmm. don't have those examples anymore that you're doing it right now Mm -hmm. and it's like oh well, am I capable of that and the more that you have those thoughts the less you're gonna believe in yourself Mm -hmm. and not believe that you're Start questioning your worthiness to attain that dream job. Absolutely. Well, if I don't have it by now, when am I going to have it? Yeah. If I don't have it by now, may I, I'm probably not worth having it. It's so important. Yeah, so, so I think real. if you're in a place right now, whether it's now, whether you've been in a place, whether you know someone, I think that instead of harping on yourself or not being where you are, instead taking the initiative and Saying it's okay to be where I am. What can I do to get to where I want to be? And what can I do in the meantime to continue to cultivate confidence and self-belief and learn about myself and what I really want out of this life? Mm. Because... I think it makes all the difference. That wasn't my intention personally when I graduated, but I ended up doing that through other things. And now my vision is so different, but it feels so much more aligned with who I am as opposed to other people's expectations.
0: Yeah, I mean, I couldn't have said it more beautifully, Brenna, it's so, it's so real and it's so important. And I just really want to second that of like, don't, it's so easy, especially when we see people around us accomplishing. And again, like this is what we keep coming back to with this podcast that everybody at this age is in a completely different Mm -hmm. place in their lives and it's so easy to get down on ourselves for not being where we thought we were gonna be this year or at this age and like just just yeah you just have to keep going and you have to you have to set up things in your life that are gonna help you to to keep on keeping on that path whatever that path may be even if it's a completely new path than you ever thought it would be like yeah it's that you have to
1: keep moving forward Mm -hmm. and that it all comes back down to you and what can you add to your life I like I find myself asking myself that question Mm -hmm. because I feel like in college maybe we didn't have as much time to at a point to be like oh what can I add to my life because our days were already so jam-packed and there's also this group mentality that you're constantly surrounded and
0: stimulated by people whereas like usually when you're out of college yeah you might still have roommates and you may have like a work you know group or whatever but I I feel like there is, I mean, other people might totally disagree, but I feel like there is like this loss of group mentality in a way mm. because people start really to have their own shit. Like even if you have a ton of work friends, like everyone lives in different places and yeah. like people may live with partners or have kids or, you know, th- this mentality of everybody is in the same exact place. it kind of fizzles if not completely
1: disappears for a lot of people like you can no longer walk down the hall and you have your you know your best friend from college be be right there
0: (laughs) and the most thing that most people probably have is like class or a test or an essay no one has like a kid or you know something for their work that is going to either allow them to flourish in their job or lose their job or Mm -hmm. you know or other things
1: that just come with with getting older yeah definitely and I I believe so deeply in the power of community so once we start to feel you know as humans we want to belong we want to feel connected Mm -hmm. it's one of our like most basic needs right I think so for us to feel not only disconnected from people we love but to feel like we're not living in the same ways that people in our age group are living like Mm -hmm. it just makes you feel so alone and Mm -hmm. so lost and there's so much pressure to to be doing and mm-hmm. so much pressure to be a certain way. And, and a lot of times we get so caught up in what could someone be thinking of me? Mm-hmm. And your, your friend Amanda was saying to us the other day that she finds sometimes that when people start to talk out of insecurity and fear, that it's rooted in their fears of what other people are thinking, not what mm-hmm. someone has confirmed to them. Yes. And that was like so mind-blowing to me yeah. because I'm like, that's so true. So true. <laughs> that's so true. So... Feel like there's so much value there. there's so much and i i think that
0: one of the biggest things that has been so huge for me and like i think for literally a year i was not able to say this for myself like i really was kind of down in the dumps that first year after yeah. school because i had this expectation of what things were going to look like and it was really not that even though i did everything i possibly could to set myself up for that it just you know the universe is gonna go the way that it wants to go it doesn't matter how tightly you try to hold on to it but i think the biggest thing for me was and again it took me a long time time to get this place but to say to myself I'm gonna get there and like mm-hmm. it's okay if I keep showing up for myself and doing yeah. the things that I know that I need to be doing and consistently being curious and consistently looking for opportunity and community that I will get to where I want to be because I have done the work and I am continuing to do the work mm. and it was hard for me to say that to myself there was a lot of days where it was like oh, well you know it's if it's not happening now it's never gonna happen and you know I don't know what I did wrong or blah 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 but no everybody's on their own timeline the universe I believe the universe has our timeline for us and it's now telling myself every day I did the work I'm doing the work and it's it's going to happen when it's meant to happen yeah. but i have to keep showing up for myself
1: right and and i be, i think that what you just said shows your belief you believe it's going to happen if you continue to do x y and z and that belief is influencing your behavior so i think if we start to say to ourselves mm, i don't know and that i know self doubt happens not judging that at all i haven't happened to me all the time but when we don't believe and when we waver in that far too often then our behaviors start to align then we start questioning we start overthinking if at our core we believe in what like what your dream is what your goal is then our actions are going to start to reflect mm-hmm. that you know because we're going to do everything in our power to get there
0: and even if you don't believe it yeah like, just telling yourself and that exactly. you believe it like because there's then days that I say to... it to myself and I totally don't believe that but if you just say it to yourself even if it helps point two percent it's still point two more than no, before sure.
1: <laughs> and and any sort of negative self-talk is just giving in to the doubt and fear yeah. I remember Markella in her episode, um, our second episode with her, everything she was saying about, like, negative self-talk and and that we have the power to choose which thoughts we want to believe. And that's not to say it's easy, but oh. just that we do have that power to remind ourselves that we have the power. And, of course, to be realistic. Like, okay, maybe not that this will happen to Julia, but if there does come a day where you're like, you know what, this isn't my dream anymore. It's, I be- I believe in myself, blah, 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 but this is no longer my dream. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, But if it is your dream, don't allow that fear to be the reason why you Mm -hmm. choose not to pursue it
0: yeah yeah I mean all in all post-grad or early 20s whatever that is for you is really hard it's fucking hard solely based on the fact that it's different than it's ever been before and for anyone out there who is struggling you're not alone not at and all. And for anyone out there who is thriving in this time, you go girl. You go. Like good for fucking you. You keep on keep on keeping on. Yes. Keep inspiring us all. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, but either way, like either if you're on one side of the spectrum or in the other or in the middle, don't get down on yourself. Don't judge yourself. Don't let others judge you for that and just uh, my biggest advice even though like we have not figured this out and I'm for the for the person who wrote in this question like I'm sorry that I that we don't have a concrete answer of like this is what you do to get through that postgrad struggle. My biggest advice would really be just keep being curious. Be curious with the world around you. Be curious with yourself and try your best to not let the motion of yourself and the motion of the universe stop. Like keep Just whatever it is just keep trying to move forward and keep you know a body in motion stays in motion and I would just say like whatever it is go towards something even if it's the wrong thing like if you get go towards something and you get there and it's not the right thing it'll just point you towards something else. For
1: sure. Um, And my biggest piece of advice would be to do what you can to gain extra self-awareness. Do what you can to approach all things from an area of self-care and self-love even when it's hard. Ask yourself, what can I add to my days? What can I add to my life? And do your best to stay in tune, kind of like Julia said, with your own thoughts, and ask yourself, "What would this mean to me if no one else's thoughts mattered?" And then to be gentle with yourself, have that great combination of, you know, maybe although we're allowed to be tired, not allowing yourself maybe to sleep twenty four hours mm-hmm. of the day, and saying, "You know what? I can sleep until this time, and then let me look for something that's going to fulfill me." Because You deserve to feel feel fulfilled. So yeah, we hear you. We understand you. We've been there personally. Maybe not every single person Mm -hmm. is there right after college, but but we definitely were, both of us. And we both were kind of probably on the, I don't want to say darker, but on the more down side of things right after college and- so we hear you and if you're not there that's great. Yeah. <laughs> but but we hear you and yeah. feel free to ask more questions because there are so many more layers mm-hmm. to post-grad with relationships and living and all the things we'll continue to touch on. Yeah and I
0: think it's important to remember like just because one person is thriving in one aspect of their life it doesn't mean that they're thriving in every aspect of their life. Mm-hmm. So I mean you know what we see is not always what you get. So be easy on yourself for that. And if you are thriving in any Aspect of your life, whether it's career or relationship or self image or like whatever it is that self love, like whatever it is, celebrate that and celebrate, celebrate all of wins And it's okay to just be thriving in one area or not a- any area at all. Mm-hmm. And I had a professor in school, Aviva Slesson. She's a multiple Academy Award winner. Um, okay. <laughs> so take it from her. This is her quote, not mine. She said to us, when the doors open for you, and they will open, be prepared mm. and i just i think Love. that that's we can all we can we all, can take, all that take, that. <laughs> take, take that take that in for real a viva's lesson ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen wow. wow so yeah those doors will open they so will just be
1: ready for them believe in it keep Yay. on pushing be resilient and you're not alone. No, you are not, not alone. alone. I hope <laughs> if there's anything you got out of <laughs> that this episode. Bad. You're not alone. <laughs> that it was that. Um, and definitely look forward to Friday's episode. Sabrina is awesome. She oh, is she's so fun. so fun. We had cool. such a great time with her. She, she is
0: right where she wants to be, even though it's not where she expected she yes. was going to be post-grad. So it's really fun to hear her story and how she got there. And I think it's inspiring. And we also talked about some bachelor stuff yes for that's all of you bachelor expertise so it's a really fun episode and please guys if you're enjoying the podcast please 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 share it with your friends share it with your loved ones share it with your enemies share it with fine. anybody that you think might like it and be sure to rate and review
1: us wherever you get your podcast and thank you so much for listening we love you guys yes we do and please feel free to submit more questions yes. to us we love to hear from you you can do that either on our website there's a submit a form question or you can email us at roaring 20 spodcast at gmail.com or of course you can shoot us a dm um we're so grateful to have you guys listening and we just want to continue to spread our message and make everyone feel less alone ow ow (laughs) thank you so much for listening (laughs) thanks for listening to roaring 20s
0: podcast be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe you're never alone our pride sticks together Tune in every Monday and Friday for new episodes of Roaring 20's podcast.
1: You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With with love, Brenda and Julia.